Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, hey, Internet. Welcome to the Intoxicated Podcast, a weekly comedy talk show that dives into the personal lives of comedians, experts, and creators. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, a very amateur stand-up comedian and self-proclaimed sad girl. Every week, I dive into who people really are, the good, the bad, and everything in between. It's the comedy podcast with a lot of heart. Feel hard and talk hard. This is the Intoxicated Podcast. Well, hello, Internet, and welcome back to another episode of the Intoxicated Podcast. And uh, Happy New Year to everybody. It is officially 2022. This week's episode, I have two very special guests on the podcast. Jesse and Reese, who are the hosts of the comedy podcast, Canadian Politics is Boring. If you haven't heard this podcast or heard of this podcast, you must be living under a rock. This is a great podcast that has been absolutely killing it. Where essentially, uh, Reese, who is from the UK, teaches Jesse 
an apathetic Canadian about Canadian politics and hilarity ensues. And I gotta say, guys, even if you're not a politics person, you gotta listen to this podcast because it's absolutely hilarious and these two have an amazing back and forth vibe. This was a long time coming, so I'm so glad we got to do this episode. I got to get to know these two on a whole different level. It went a lot of places. There were a lot of rants. We talked about a lot of different subjects, everything from, you know, health and mental health to conspiracy theories, simulations, ADHD, dyslexia, weird sleep things, self-improvement. I mean, it's just endless. Um, But I had a blast with this episode. Hope you guys will dig it too. So please check out Canadian Politics is Boring wherever you find podcasts. They are everywhere. Apple, Spotify, any podcast app. Make sure to follow them on Instagram as well and on TikTok. They have awesome content that they put out, so give them a follow on social media. And of course, follow Intoxicated on social media, Instagram and Facebook at Intoxicated Podcast. Me personally, I am at Sarah M-A-C-L on Instagram. And be sure to check out full video episodes on the YouTube channel. If you're really digging the podcast, I would love for you to leave me an Apple Podcast rating or review. That really helps the show out. I'm stoked to be back and putting out episodes again. Episodes may be a bit different going forward for the next couple of weeks just because of these COVID restrictions and whatnot, but I do hope to pull some things together for you all. And yeah, that's about it, everybody. 2022, here we come. And I hope you all enjoy this week's episode with Jesse and Reese, the hosts of Canadian Politics is Boring. Because oh, right. my yeah. show really isn't a drinking podcast anymore. Oh, it is when it can, like it is when it wants to be. Yeah, intoxicated is short for intoxicating. But if you look it up in Urban Dictionary, yeah, how it's my podcast is spelled, yeah, um, it says when you get lost in conversation and feel drunk. Oh. Also, there are lots of different forms of into- into- intoxication. There are. Yeah. yeah, I can't hear you in the mic at all, Reese. You can't hear me at all. I can see my waveform. <laughs> Reese, Reese just all... goes home and stares at his own waveform. <laughs> we, we are all professionals. Yeah. Every single one of us here today. <laughs> I don't know about that. Jesse sends pictures of his, pictures of his waveform to to women on social media. They love it. Unsolicited, Unsolicited waveform pics. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast, everyone. Oh my gosh. Um, this has been, I say this every time with every single guest, but I mean it. Um, it's been a long time coming yeah. to have you guys on. Uh, and this is a really special episode because I'm with I'm with other podcasters, baby. And comedians. You're both comedians in your own way, right? Cut, yeah, I guess. I, I wouldn't, I mean, he's dancing like that, so I wouldn't. Say he was a comedian. (laughs) You got to watch the video episode. Uh, I am here with Reese and Jesse of Canadian Politics is Boring. Hello. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for having us. And I should say, we are not in Sagral Studios. We are in Podstarter Studios. 
There's Am a I allowed sad, to plug it? A sad yeah, girl yeah. studio. Yeah, that's my my home studio. It's called Sad Girl Studios. That's oh. that's sad. <laughs> I think the clue's in the name, though. Yeah. <laughs> Why did that name make me feel sad? Thank you for having us. It's, yeah, yeah, a, thank it's you. a cold, dark, and dreary day outside. And coming to do this podcast with a mocha in my hand and a nice, warm environment to sit in uh, brings a little tiny bit of joy to my day. We are all drinking different things. Uh, Jesse, you are drinking, what are you drinking? A mocha. And, Homemade coffee and hot chocolate, baby. And uh, Reese, you got a lime bubbly. Lime bubbly. And Red Bull, so we're going to bring it in for cheers. 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 Clink, Listen, clink. Um, <laughs> it is really cold out, but I want to say, you guys inspired me to do a daily show. We don't do it. Oh, I suppose we do a fuck act. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but I don't. A daily show I, for, what, what was for a period of time, I guess. What was it? The uh, the exhaustion or the um, <laughs> the inability to function on a day to day basis well, that inspired you, him? <laughs> well, Reese pitched it like oh, it's, it'll gr- help grow your show, and I was like, okay, let's do this. And I do see, like, I do see some growth, but it's just, yeah, you're right. It is exhausting. It is, yeah, yeah. It is a lot. How are you guys finding with fuck act? I'm great. Show? Yeah, Jesse's good because he doesn't do any of the writing or the editing. So you, you just show up and, and be it's funny. my job. He just turns and that's up. It. I have to address the elephant in the room. Um, what's with the, the sunglasses? Yeah, we should address hat. this for the so video. I, I was just on a live stream for 90 minutes and I was trying to disguise my appearance because... <laughs> Because yeah, just because everyone was, because nobody, nobody really, everyone felt shame for being there. Um, <laughs> I won't go into any more detail on what it was. <laughs> I'll leave it there. Um, and I had a headache, so I was like, I'm going to keep it on because uh, the light was hurt my eyes. And oh, that's like my. I quite like it. I quite like it as a look. I might keep it. They have yeah, um, they have good. things out now that are called like headache helmets. <clears throat> this is like, my. This is just, mine, you yeah. put a helmet on and it gets yeah. your headache. But they're like the soft cushions <laughs> for your nails head. Nails poke into your head. And, and it like tucks in on like pressure points on your head and it's supposed to help with headaches. No. So it's kind That's of That's what cool this thing. is, I guess. Yeah. I headphones pressing in on top so I can't hear myself. <laughs> Sunglasses. And then just my head is being heated up. There's an interesting so. technique that actually works. It's for specific types of headaches, but when the, you can feel the pain on the sides, if you feel for a little vein right along your temple and you take your two fingers on either side and you just kind of press in and collapse that oh, vein. Oh, God. It's instant pain relief. Really? Yes. Um, not for all headaches, but for like a very specific type of headache, instant. I've had people be like, wow, oh my God, it works. But the second you remove your fingers, the pain comes back. Or a nail gun up the nose does it too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does other things as well. <laughs> I just feel like yeah, that could go wrong very quick. Yeah. Yeah, cut, you, just cut off the blood to your brain. If you, you push in the wrong. Because didn't someone say growing up? I always thought that if you pre- put pressure on your temples, you'd pass out. Uh, I've heard or, that. Or you can move things with your mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll try it. But um, tell the listeners about your podcast. So. Oh God. Um, <sighs> um, you can tell how excited we are to talk about it. <laughs> What is Canadian politics? For anyone who's not listening yet, which you should be, check it out. It's great. Um, what is the elevator pitch for Canadian politics is boring? Do you All right. To, do you want to do it? Or I'll do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Um, so Reese and I have known each other for a few years now, and um, we just got along right away, and we knew that we had similar comedic tastes. And Reese would constantly um, call me 
and say, hey, let's do this podcast. Let's do this. He came up with all kinds of different concepts for podcasts. And every single time I'd be like, yes, let's do that. And it would never come to fruition. And like we got like like six or seven concepts under my belt, under his belt. And I was like, we're going to go. Let's do them. They sound hilarious. And none of them happened. And then one day he called me up. He's like, I want to do a comedic, a comedic political podcast about Canadian politics. And I'm like, no, man, Canadian politics is boring. <laughs> And he thought that was hilarious and he would not, he would not let me not do it. Like I argued with, I literally argued with him for a good half hour on the phone. I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. And he's, he wouldn't drop it. He's like, we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the name drop, right? Yeah, like yeah. Did, did, did that clue in when he said? Yeah, yeah. Because like, I like comedy, that, most comedy or like a lot of good comedy or some comedy even comes from conflict and the yeah. fact he hated it and didn't want to do it was like well that's cool rather people turn it up <laughs> to talk about stuff that they want to talk about force them to learn about things they hate and um, you need the reluctant the reluctant host exactly yeah i gotta drag to, him yeah. through canadian politics kicking and screaming uh, poking him in the eye now and then you'll, the you'll actually give me like just straight up education that's boring he remembers stuff now i do i'm i'm upset about this I didn't. I never wanted to be a hist like a historian at all. Or I suppose I'm not a historian. You're like, <laughs> it's a bit much. It's a bit taller. If you do listen to our show, you will be a historian. <laughs> yeah. I promise. No, no word of a lie. We had one guy who was in a political science uh, political science class, and he said he learned more from our podcast than he did his own university lectures. It's just. A, <laughs> I think that's more of an indication of the state of education. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys see yourself doing a guest lecture at a university someday? If they pay us, we'll do anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do a, a live anything. podcast from a... I would love to go to like a political science school somewhere and do one of our shows. Oh, my God. And then, amazing. And then just like watch 95% of the people walk out <laughs> and then just have a really good time with the remaining 5%. You walk them like at a comedy show? Yeah. Exactly. Like oh my gosh, that's funny. And so you've been, how long has this show been, been going? Almost two years. Almost It'll, two years. It will in March. be two years in March. And we've just, we've done just over 160 episodes. There you go. Oh my gosh. So. Well, like number one, like what a brand. Like you guys do great branding, marketing, like promotion, everything. And you have a really good fan base too. Like people, people freaking love you guys we've right? got we've got some super fans you got some yeah, super fans and we do so one thing i love surprising about that is I super, yeah it's like it's it's we have a very small amount of super fans but they are super fans well like, you know you have a super fan when they request merch yeah yeah uh, that's a weird one and and the fan art we get fan art which is cool um and people Amazing. especially with the winter festival uh, winter festival of underlined celebration advent calendar there you go you people, it every people time. get oh really gosh. interested how did you come up with that i don't know i don't know i fell <laughs> was it just said and then I, you thought of the abbreviation i fell over and i banged my head and then, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I he was standing think... on a toilet trying to fix a clock in his bathroom <laughs> and he slipped and hit his head and uh and he came that's how he came up with the concept for the flux <laughs> capacitor, which is what and makes Wafakak possible. But then I couldn't find any uranium, so we did Wafakak <laughs> instead. <laughs> um, but it was, start, it was supposed to be making fun of, you know, people say war on Christmas. Yes. That there is a war on Christmas. There's, and there isn't. It was supposed to be making fun by creating a fake, um, 
uh, kind of alternative to Christmas, just to make those people angry. And then it became right. something else where we created this whole every day as his own mythology and is it the day of this and the day of that. And it's kind of spiraled out of control. And after the first year, I didn't want to do it again. But everyone kept asking about it. I told you, it? as soon as it ended, I knew, I knew. I didn't want like, to do this it. This is going to become an annual thing because people are going to be asking about it. But if we didn't do it, there would have been like the outrage. The, the, really, the people who were really into it would have been so outraged. I think they would have just stopped listening. So we kind of, we've, we've been peer pressured into doing 25 daily shows. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I just sigh because I feel it. Like it's, I didn't think it would be as bad. Like bulk recording. Like I record essentially twice a week for mine, like in bulk. So I do like three or four. Yeah. Per, yeah, like per week or whatever, um, and uh, it's exhausting. Like you, you, you don't realize you're like it's easy. We'll block record them and then just release them, and then it's like you have to come up with stuff to talk about every time. And it's just like it made me realize how boring I am. Oh, gee, you're not boring. <laughs> oh, God, it's not. Is the is the is the overwhelming <laughs> constant demand for new content. Yeah. It's not that you're boring. It's how hungry the audience is. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. Just like what? Like what are we gonna do next? Like like I'm just like mm, a Mary fuck kill episode, or like we'll we'll do a conspiracy episode. Like it's just like we're just pulling from everywhere. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you guys? Like I just learned this today. Just totally. I don't even know why this popped into my head. Um, uh, fucking Elon Elon Musk is now the richest man in the world. By yeah. a huge, 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 like before it was fucking Jeff Bezos by like a, he was making like $196 billion was his net worth. And now Elon Musk is close to $300 billion, just overnight, just somehow. I don't even know how it happened. Just like. Is that shocking? A little bit. Yeah. $300 yeah? billion dollars is an insane, insane. You have no idea yeah, but how much money that actually no is. Nowhere near as much as Scrooge McDuck eating swim in it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but most of it's like inflated. It's is the value of his companies. Uh, it's okay. not that like you think about Amazon touches most people's lives mm. if if you choose to buy Amazon. Whereas like Tesla and Fucking SpaceX, oh my god, they're just incredibly highly valued. So if the stock market crashed, he'd lose. Right. I think he, I I, he that's does. why I understand it. I could be talking shit. But. <laughs> oh no, I kind of I kind of like, like Elon Musk just because if if there was ever going to be. Um, a, like a real world example of Iron Man. He, yeah, he true. would no, but that's what he wants you to think. <laughs> Joe, I gotta, I gotta come back to this for my unpopular opinion. All right. oh, there we go. Yes, save it. All right, save it. Right. Um, so I want to get to know you guys a bit better. Mm. So I know you guys as the hosts, but I, you know, don't know too much about well, you more so. But yeah, we'll get we'll get there. Um, we're gonna start with the assumption segment. All right. I've been famously I'm, I'm, bad at this segment. Oh, okay. Throughout the show, like people say that my assumptions are really lame. So, well, I'm kind of hoping they're spicy. I'm looking up forward to your assumption about Jesse. Yeah, I'm hoping these are like salacious at least. Not really. Okay, no, so right. I'll I'll start. So I think, and this is just this. Is this, is this be, a commit? Like, this might just be fact. <clears throat> I don't okay. know, but I'm gonna assume that you are well, someone who sleeps until at least noon. Uh. It depends, honestly. Um, Sometimes so like, he stays up all night. So, like, I'm naturally a night owl, which actually has a scientific name called um, I have delayed, delayed sleep phase syndrome. Oh yes, is, I know that. You do know that. So, like, it's it's the uh, normally in a normal person, melatonin's released 
sometime in the evening, depending on like how much sun you got and what time of year it is, et cetera, et cetera, which gives you the sensation of feeling tired. And then you go to bed and sleep for however many hours. That normally is not released into my system until like three or four in the morning. So I'm wide awake. And so, yes, I, I'm just left, left to my own devices. I'll be wide awake until four o'clock in the morning and I will sleep until noon. But I fight it. I, I take melatonin oh. and I like slowly bring my sleep schedule back so that I can be up at a normal hour and function. So I got up at 630 in the morning today. Oh. Which is, it was, so, I did not get good sleep and I was cranky all day, but like I got up. <laughs> that's good. Okay. So it was kind of right. <clears throat> kind of right. Kind of right. Yeah, yeah. It was a good uh, assumption. It was a good assumption. But then yeah. for you, and this is probably just because you have kids, I assume that you're a morning person. Oh, Fuck yeah. those kids. Yeah, yeah. No, he's you... up at 2 p.m. every day. The kids are <laughs> scrambling. For, daddy, daddy, feed us, Make please. your own lunch for school. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy's not getting out of bed for you or anybody. But, like, before kids, were you a morning person? Yeah. I. Yeah, still? Even, like, I think when I was a teenager, I would, like, probably be a late person. But I don't know why. Like, I, even when I was, like, in my early 20s, I would be, I would be maybe at my desk by 7.30. Um, right, but no, you know, but I, it's, I, I don't know why. I just, I, and I, I used to only need about five or six hours sleep. And when <laughs> when I was working like on TV projects, sometimes I would go, one of those there's a really people. big deadline, so I, I need to work through the night, and I could skip a whole night's sleep and be fine as long as I got a good night's sleep the following night. There's only one thing that I can think of right now, and it's just I can't get it out of my head, and that's. <laughs> that. That hat must be so hot, but he's committing. He's committing to the I'm bit. Sticking with are it. Yeah. Ears, <laughs> it's a are test your of endurance. Sweating yet? Are he's your suffering, sweating? and he's like, "I've got to, I've got to commit to this." Most people, <laughs> most people, um, you know, lose body heat through their head. I don't. It all goes out my feet. So. <laughs> I hate hot feet. That's why people call you hot foot. That's why they okay. smell. <laughs> <laughs> it's called them hot foot. Hot foot Nobody, sweaty toes. Hot, hot foot. foot. <laughs> Smelly bastard. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, as I'm getting older, though, I'm losing that ability. As I what time do you pass out at night? I some people call that this drives my sleep. this drives my wife crazy. <laughs> right now, if I lay down on the Among floor and close things. my eyes, I would just go to sleep. That's insane. I've got the ability to go to sleep pretty much anywhere, anytime. I will so what, whatever, just... whatever time I choose. Pretty much. I is that just because, like, that's unhealthy? You're you're, you're just exa- exhausted all the time. <laughs> yeah, is that that's not doesn't sound healthy. Uh, no, my dad does the same. He, my dad's really busy. <laughs> doesn't make it better. No. <laughs> but like, if my dad sits still, he'll fall asleep. So he has to do stuff to not fall asleep. It's so funny. It actually does sound bad now when I say it out loud. Because I'm, I'm on I'm on new meds, and one of the side effects is insomnia. Oh shit. And I and I read up about it being like, and it was just like it was a widely common side effect. That's and nice. I'm like. It's so funny to me because I'm kind of the same. Like, my issue is that I don't go to bed. Mm. Once I'm in bed and I close the eyes, I'm out. The eyes or your eyes? <laughs> Do you, the like, reach of, out? The like, eyes pick, of the other like, Sarah. Like, purposely closing your own eyes. <laughs> I'm terrifying. closing the eyes. Now it is time for the sleep. <laughs> but usually, just squeeze like, Just lie down and scream at your body. <laughs> It's the other me. I just ah. <laughs> the clone's time to come out. I just plug her into the wall at the end of the night. I, I really want to try biphasic sleep. I want to try it sometime. What's that? Yeah, so you need to explain what that is. It's like you drop that in, like to sound smart because you knew we wouldn't know what it is. Yeah, but carry on. Yeah, do explain. Speaking of assumptions, Tell he knows it too well. Yeah. I was going to explain it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to try geometric sleep. 
geometric. I just want you guys to think I'm smart. What is this? Smart and pretty. So um, there's a theory reading through like pretty much as the older journals and diaries and books and pretty much anything they can get their hands on from many, many hundreds of years ago. Um, historians and anthropologists kind of have a theory that we did not sleep eight hours a night <clears throat> mm. because the sun is not down for eight hours a night and there was no electricity. There was candles, but like, I mean, like candle, you, you have to be really rich to have a lot of candles to have like really well lit area or like hang up by the fire. So like it was dark for a lot longer than eight hours, right? Right. So what they found through, again, through through studying readings, um, writings, not readings, <laughs> right? Carvings. Um, is that people would, people would go to bed Sleep for about four hours, and then they like in the middle of the night they'd wake up, and they'd just putter around for like two to three hours, and then they'd go to bed again for another four hours. So, like like two sleeps. Yeah, two sleeps. They'd wake up at like two or three in the morning, maybe one in the morning, somewhere around that, and then they'd like pray or they'd write or they'd go and visit a neighbor because chances are they were also awake and they just what sit the and have tea. And right? what? What? Uh, so this would be like four a.m. Uh, oh no, I, maybe even earlier. Earlier, yeah, yeah. And then was it like the industrial like revolution that forced people? To I think it was just honestly. exhaustion from doing twelve hours. Yeah. I'm six years old. I've just done twelve hours in a factory. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna sleep through. Otherwise, honestly, I'll be grumpy yeah, tomorrow, yeah. right? Because there's this. I, I read this thing once that the, the, like peasants in France in the Middle Ages used to hibernate like bears, where they would like stockpile food and then just try and sleep and not use much energy. I don't know if it's true, but I, don't, I, I like that idea. I've never heard I'm gonna try hibernating one year. All right. You I look like I'm getting ready face. for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. What's right. it called again? Biphasic sleep. Biphasic. Geometric sleep. Geometric sleep. <laughs> that's that's how he sleeps, yeah. I feel like I, that wouldn't, like waking up in the middle of the night when it's dark, like and then well, trying to be awake. Have, have you ever woken up in the middle of your sleep and couldn't get back to sleep? Not recently. Yeah. But, but yes, yes. I, so fun. that's what scientists assume is happening: is your mm. body's like it's time for a little break from sleep, and then a couple hours later, your body's ready for another go at it. You should try having three kids and a puppy. Because <laughs> no fucking, it thank would be you. quadmetric sleep. Because you literally just get an hour and a half, somebody wakes up. Hour and a half, somebody wakes up. Hour and a half, somebody wakes up. Oh my god! Nope. Does the puppy bark at you? Is that how she wakes she up? She barks at the door, which oh. basically in dog speak means I need a shit. And, <laughs> and Reese's puppy's bark has bite. Yeah, it just makes you jump. <laughs> it is like a sharp. And every time she barks, because when she comes to the office, I uh, like I'll just be chilling on my computer, and then when she barks, it scares me every time. <laughs> Everyone's like, because <laughs> it's so loud. It's really funny. And she's such this little cutie that you don't she's expect it. She's adorable. She's no. the cutest puppy ever. I haven't heard her bark yet. She does. It's sharp. I want another assumption. Okay. My other assumption is <laughs> you are okay. an extrovert and you're an introvert. Just, I've heard different descriptions of what these mean today. So can you describe? What... Extroverts get their energy mm. from being around other people. Introverts recharge from being alone. I don't, yeah. Um, I, I think sometimes I can be quite extroverted. I think I'm quite selective. I think I flip back and forth. I do too. So I I get my energy from being alone. I very, very much value my alone time so that I can go out and be around groups of people and and socialize and stuff like that. So I expend my energy with other people, but I get that energy back by going home and being by myself for a very long period of time. See, Hmm. I kind of of do like being around people. Um, One of the things my wife always says is that I will literally talk to anyone and just start 
making a friendship with random people. Yeah. Like, we're in an Bob elevator together. <laughs> like, we're in let's an elevator friends. together. You're my new friend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why Nova Scotia is a great place to live, because people are, in the UK, people look at you like you're about to uh, mug them if you talk to them. Well. I always, I like to use the birthday example. Like, what would you do on your birthday? Your ideal birthday? Is it like, I want to have a lot of friends around me and have a party? Or is it like, I want to go away and like, No, I, I want to hang out with friends, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to hang out. Yeah, like me and, okay. me and my family will just like play oh, mini golf, cool. maybe. I don't know. Mini golf? <laughs> That's your ideal birthday? Yeah. <laughs> mini Jesse. golf. Jesse's face. Mini golf on a Montana's. <laughs> so that's why I like to party. Jesse, what's your ideal birthday? Oh, my God. Well, for my 40th birthday, I had a a, a real man party. A real man party. So Sounds like an orgy. <laughs> so, well, yeah, right? So um, my my nephew Jackson, years Sorry. ago, my nephew, no, hold on. My, I like the sound effects. My, my nephew Jackson, years ago, I asked him, how old are you, Jackson? And he's like, I'm seven. And I'm like, how old am I? And he's like, you're 39. And next month, you turn 40. And that's when you turn into a real man. <laughs> Straight from my nephew. You know, I kind of think that's a good, that's true, though, because I think men mature so slowly. It's true. Oh, yeah. But just you to kind think of, that this, you do this grow kid, up. Like thoroughly believed that that's when you turn into a real man. Is He's very 40. wise. Like I didn't tell him that. I didn't tell him to say that. He just said this at seven years old. You, when you hit forty, you turn into a real man. So I, I laughed. I thought this was the greatest thing I've ever been told. And I told my friends, and they're like, "We're throwing a real man party." So like, uh, it, it was supposed to start like nine in the morning with me fighting an MMA fighter in a ring. Um, yeah, he had a he had a big list of all. Sounds of really stuff. elaborate. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. But like, fortunately, fortunately, thank God uh, that the guy had other had to cancel. And so I, I didn't do that. So we immediately went to the gun range. Do you have range. any MMA experience? No, or was my, that the, I, the funniness of it? Just, that was the fun. Right. Well, I'm, I have martial arts training, but okay. I, don't, I don't have MMA experience. About, no. Capoeira. Uh, I have Capoeira. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hmm. Which Dan, is like. Dance fight. It's dance fighting. Yes, it's dance fighting. <laughs> thank you, Reese, for bringing that up. That's, that's how you do it. <laughs> but uh, we went and shot guns at a gun range. That was fun. I've never done that before. Never fired a gun. And then we went and threw axes and then played pool and darts and poker and drank scotch. And it was just. Dear Lord. That was great. That's a lot of. It was amazing. Testosterone oh, yeah, activities. Was wonderful. <laughs> I loved My it. Lord. <clears throat> I loved it. Um, okay. And I think. Give us give us a dirty assumption about no, both of us. Come on. I can't. He's do your that. boss, I know. But I, like he doesn't care. What's a dirty assumption? <laughs> yeah, Jesse, stop. What are you trying, what are you trying to I do? I assume <laughs> <laughs> a dirty assumption. Well, Reese Jesse you... doesn't wipe. <laughs> That's my assumption. That's I see there. He we just go. lets it I sit and walks around you. Is that true or non true, Jesse? Yeah. Uh, no, I use a, I carry around a little plastic hose with me, and I do a personal bidet instead of wiping. So I just a hose. <laughs> yep. You don't have a tushy? Hmm. Have you ever heard the tushies? I have. Yeah, they're too expensive for me. I just use a dirty plastic hose. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> or a pressure washer. Yeah. <laughs> this is how uh, super soaker. This is how yeah. Omic- is it? I keep wanting to say omicorn. But I know it's Omicorn. Oh, I'm calling it Omicorn from now on. Is it Omicorn? Oh, Omicorn. It's, uh, it's o- o- Omicron. Omicron. Yeah. I was calling I like it Transformers. See, I was calling it Omnicron. Omicron. <laughs> That's how I first was. <laughs> from the seventh yeah. nebula. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Decepticon. Uh, oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, Reese is a married man. You're a single man. Yes. 
Do you have any thoughts on how to get a Jesse a partner? I don't think I, I think that's a bad idea. I don't think he's designed. <laughs> Do you, have you ever wing wing manned him? <laughs> no, this is a bad idea. Have you tried? Be, um, unless he wants, unless he wants somebody with like surrounded by kids with a puppy on a lead, and to use that. This is my thing. <laughs> like thirties and forties is tricky because like people stop setting you up. Like your friends stop setting you up. Nobody's ever set me up. I don't, I don't think. No. I, I think I, I don't think I'd do that to somebody to set him up with Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, I'm very. Curious I imagine who you'd set me up with. I uh, I don't know. I imagine Jesse. You quite like. You, you quite like your life. I think you quite enjoy being single. Ooh. And I don't think that you feel. No, I'd that's like a good to, assumption. I'd like, though. I'd like to. I'd like to eventually find someone. Of course, I don't want to be single my whole life. Yeah. I do enjoy. I I do enjoy not having the cookie cutter. Like, you know, house with fifteen children, three dogs, and half. <laughs> you don't have to have fifteen. Fifteen is a lot. That's yeah, fifteen is a lot of kids. Yeah, yeah. My but gosh. Like, but yeah, no. I, I mean, like, uh, how do I put it? Um, I like the idea of partnering up with someone who I am really compatible with to grow a life together. But uh, I've known people, several people throughout my life, who need. To be with someone, right, right, right. <clears throat> they and need that's not it. You. That's not me. No, um, and they, and because they need to be with someone, that need trumps them having any good qualities <laughs> or right? like, like yeah. passions. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So, like, honestly, like, I'm willing to wait. Reese has it good because you have love. Yeah, um, but <laughs> we assume. But you we don't also, know. you also like, you have all these passions, and you're, you, you know, you're. You're working in your passion fields. Yeah, yeah. So you you have the best of both worlds. Well, I was lucky because the person you're describing I met when I was 17 years old. It's amazing. We got engaged when we were 19. We <gasps> bought a house. We traveled and we bought. Oh, a house. you're one of those. You're one of those yeah. lucky fuckers. Then we bought a house together when we were like 25. We had Dear our first Lord. kid when we were 27. One of those people. And, My God. And like and yeah, no, I'm like yeah. I've met them. I, I've met I, few, I, few people like, like this. So like, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go and set up a podcast company. It's crazy. Um, and then my wife was like, yeah, you could do it. And like, we could support each other. I've stopped counting yeah. the amount of horseshoes up Reese's ass. <laughs> <I've>, like, <laughs> but like, yeah, but jealous. honestly, like, you, but I've, we've been together, like, I'm, th- we've been together like 20 years and I'm only That's 37, wild. but I, what, neither of us could imagine a scenario where we don't have that relationship, I guess. Mm. So. Yeah, it's really, sometimes it, sometimes things work out. And I, I'm not saying it's the norm, Reese's and I'm not successful. saying that's for everyone. It's just, it, and you met in the you met in real life, not on yeah. 17. Yeah, we were set up by friends. Really? Yeah. And in, in like high school, it would have been. Uh, so they kick you out of school when you're 16 in the UK, and then like they literally, kick, they kick literally you literally kick you out. Yeah, they <laughs> they fuck like, off. throw you out of the school. We've done all we can with you. Go clean some windows or something. So um, <laughs> they they kick you out, and then you can go to like a thing called like sixth form college that bridges you up till you go to university when you're like 18. <clears> and we met. There. Uh, so what is it? So it's like a transition school between. Yeah, it's like it's like kind of a two years of school. It's very cool. Why do we have that here? Do they teach you like money skills? No. Because I feel nobody like, teaches you actual things you need to know as an adult. I know. I feel like that's something that was wildly missed. Like yeah. here's a, here's what a credit card is and how to use it, or a mortgage right? instead a mortgage of or rent. Oh, I, or, like I went through. I went through. Yeah. Um, I I just learned about like I spent a good month this past year because I've been a poor artist most of my life. I just didn't do my taxes, which is not something I should be admitting. Somehow publicly. that should have been an assumption of mine. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually, like all my taxes were done. And, followed, and I'm like, oh, God, I should really learn how to do my own taxes. And I spent like a month just 
teaching myself. I'm like, oh, wow, this is complicated as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I know now. And like, I know about credit and Ugh. like, no, but like I understand how credit works in, in like the assumptions we have about credit are totally wrong. Like it's, it's, Ooh. yeah, it's really neat. Like if you want to build your credit score, the shit that I learned, was like, what? Oh my God. Like that you have to actually use credit to, like if you don't, if you have a credit card and don't use it, that's bad. Yeah. So can I give you an example? Yes, this do. is I mean totally wildly off topic, but like if you want so to I love this financial podcast. No. <laughs> hey, 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 broke comedians listening. Listen. So if you listen want to, to Jesse. build credit, it's it's every month if you pay a debt to a creditor, it's that simple equation. Pay a debt to a creditor, okay, your credit score goes up. Okay? Make regular payments. <clears throat> So if you have a bunch of monthly payments, Netflix, Disney Plus, Google Drive, whatever, right? And you put them all onto all you put those three onto one credit card. Okay, by the end of the month, you're paying one debt to one creditor. But if you get three separate credit cards and you put Netflix on one, Disney Plus on the other, Google Drive on the third, by the end of the month, you're paying off three debts to three separate creditors, which means that your credit score will go up three times uh, the as the power to the power of three, as opposed to if you put everything on one credit card. Oh, okay. It's just one. It doesn't matter if you have a thousand dollars of debt every single month from a thousand different things, and you're paying it off from one credit card. That's one bump every month, one single bump. But if you stretch it out over twenty fucking credit cards, you're getting twenty bumps on your credit score every single month. It sounds like a lot of admin. I mean, like, no, I've, I got two credit. I got two credit cards, and I set it up so that it automatically, um, like, say, like Netflix, or as an example, it automatically charges to this credit card, and then I have a, my bank just automatically pay whatever my Netflix thing is every month. So I don't even think about it. I just put it in a fucking drawer. I don't use it, right? But every single month, it's being charged and then paid off automatically. Ah. I don't even. I don't touch it. Uh -huh. <laughs> just, it just, it just but it evens out. Evens out. <clears throat> and now you've got like, insane bam. credit. Well, over years, yeah, it'll be like I'm going to get more credit cards and keep, just keep doing this. And so that's what Jesse's saying is apply for every single credit card. Yeah, <laughs> because what's the harm in applying, right? You can never see what happens. Go the last thing hats. is you got to keep yeah. your you got to keep your limit as low as possible because oh, yeah. if it's a high I've limit, even that. if you're not no, no, even if you're not using it. Other people who like the whole the only reason you're going you want high credit is to get a car or to get a house or to get a business loan. That's it. That's yes, it, exactly. Right. Yes. And those people will see like even if you have like only fifty dollars in like credit, but you have a credit limit of five hundred thousand dollars, they could be like you could get drunk and go to fucking Vegas tomorrow and suddenly be in debt for half a million dollars. I don't want to give you a car because that's a risk, ah. right? But if you're yeah, so like you want to keep all your limits as low as possible. Anyway, there's your financial. That was that was tax time with Jesse. He'll be back next week uh, with more advice. A new a new segment on intoxicate tax time. Tax time. You bring a new tax tip every time. But tell me, tell me like that's shit that people should know, right? Yeah, like, no, it really, I really know. is. I truly, they don't want you to know. I truly abuse credit cards so much; it's really bad. I honestly believe though that it's. It's purposeful that you don't really understand it because I, it's I, a messed up thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. Just a lot of people make a lot. Have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If 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 they said, oh, in schools now we're gonna," if politicians said in schools we're gonna do this whole thing so people know how to not end up owing lots of money, you'd have a bunch of lobbyists from the banks. Going, oh what God, are you yeah. What are you playing at? If you yeah. to, to educate everyone to use their money and and everything in this way, then we're gonna we're gonna our profits are gonna drop. Do you really want to do that to us? We'll stop donating to your campaign. Yeah, I, I think is. 
ignorance is useful. Personally, yeah. I sound like a real conspiracy theorist. No, I, 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 <laughs> I think I think a lot of conspiracy theorists are based around gut emotions that have kind of manipulated the system into what it is. I don't think it's a bunch of men in hooded robes going. <laughs> well, those lobbyists the are definitely aliens. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That reminds me. Do you guys have a favorite conspiracy theory? Oh, uh, yes. Out of all of them, because there's a lot. I, I do. I, I have one that I, I like. If I were to ever like be on the fence about, oh, like one that you're like, it could like be I'm true? like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, Oof. I believe it, but like, I know I believe what like, what everyone you know truly believes. But as far as the conspiracy theories, like, um, that we landed on the moon, that we faked it. It was a, it was a, like I believe we landed on the moon. I believe that, right? I, I know we did. I know my heart hearts. But if I had someone sit me down and give me the conspiracy theory, I might be like, oh, maybe. Maybe because, like, <laughs> like yeah. honestly, it's not. It's not that no, it's far not, fetched. It's, not that far, it's actually it's, not. It's, yeah. You know, like back yeah. then, it was, it was like around the Cold War, right? And there was the race with Russia. And like, what is cheaper, figuring out how to go to the fucking moon or building a fucking studio? You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's <laughs> studio. Yeah, studio. Like again, I <clears throat> I believe we went to the moon. I do believe that there is there Eventually, is a ton of but <laughs> there, there is a ton of proof. There's like a, they left right, right, yeah, they, exactly. they left a reflector yeah, yeah. that you can actually shine a laser beam at and it bounces back. Oh wow! If you know oh, the that's fucking cool. Okay, so like there's this. Like I said, and, I, and you can I see the, and you can see this it. stuff if you've got a good telescope because they left a load of shit on the moon, like golf That's clubs pretty and stuff. Neat. That's really cool. Um, Do you have a favorite one, Reese? Yes. So I once interviewed you know, you know the men who stare at goats. The yes. film that was amazing. Film what? with um, George Clooney. George Clooney's in it. I yeah. know. I've never seen that. So it's about a secret oh, CIA shit. program that was true. It's true. But I actually got to interview someone who was in that program. What? And what? they trained as a remote viewer. So they remote viewing is where you sit in a room and they give you some coordinates and they. And you have to sit there and think about those coordinates and then you draw a picture. And the idea is it's like a psychic. You can psychically um, draw like, almost like satellite photos or objects or things that are there. And this man was on that program. Um, and even though it was the only reason the CIA did it is because they heard that the KGB could do it, even though that was misinformation from the KGB, <laughs> KGB to trick the CIA. But this guy, he still 100% believed he could do remote viewing. And he, he's, that you interviewed, and yeah, we interviewed oh, him for wow. a show. And he was like, "I can see pyramids on the moon. There's temples. There's hieroglyphics. There's all this stuff on on the moon and on Mars. There's all this stuff on Mars too." And he even went as far to say that the CIA were trying to get him to learn how to te telepathically um, communicate with dolphins, because then the next stage would be to telepathically communicate with aliens, because dolphins are aliens or whatever. <laughs> Uh, it I'm, makes so much sense, but I love it just because I got to meet someone who actually was in a CIA. <laughs> That's so wild. It was just fascinating. I, I but, really believe that. I truly do believe that there is not very, very much holding us back from insanity. No, I, I, I don't. I don't just so you know, like, I don't nope. believe any of that. No, no. But I, I just but like. I, but he did. Is my yeah, point. yeah. No, right? he was. Like, but it was, his, it was his life's work. He'd written books. He does tours. He speaks publicly I mean, about confirmation it. bias is fucking powerful. Mm. If you believe something, you will find oh, yeah. proof. Yeah, proof. You'll, you'll find. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll you know, see what you want to see. Yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of fucking. It's well, crazy. And it's the, like the time Tim Horton uh, in the Tim Hortons in Cape Breton where Jesus appeared on the. Oh yeah. If you want to see it, yeah. amazing. <laughs> if you want to see it, it's yeah, going to be right? there until somebody there. cleaned the bulb on the light. <laughs> Satan cleaned the bulb. Who cleaned off the Jesus smudge? <laughs> My favorite conspiracy also involves the moon. This is not one that I believe, hmm. but I want 
to be true. Okay. That the moon is a spaceship watching us. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what, though? It's interesting that the solar eclipse, the moon is the exact same size to block the sun out. That's weird. That is weird. That is a little weird. That's crazy. Oh, but, it, but, yeah. That's, Oof. that is, uh, yeah, yeah. Almost like perfectly. Do you guys believe we are in a simulation? I uh, want to. Well, we are, you know, in, even in our own minds. So, what we see isn't what is actually happening. Is what our eye, the senses in our eyes are telling okay, our brain exists. Sure. So we already do live in a simulation. I, I've never really. All right. But, um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but if not, like I don't know, like I, a computer simulation. I like the you know because people talk about afterlife and heaven and hell yeah. and everything. I like the idea that kind of when you do die, you kind of you maybe you do wake up and they go, oh, that was good. You got a good score. <laughs> Please, oh. please sanitize like your hands. Based on and, how you live yeah, your life. Please sanitize your headset for the next person. What? You know, it, it would be like uh, that. Would, that would be cool, but That'd it's terrifying. Also, terrifying. simultaneously terrifying. I heard a really interesting th- uh, thought experiment on. I guess it's not really a thought experiment, but just like um, a thing on living within c- computer simulations. Being a civilization that is smart enough to be able to build a computer simulation that a consciousness can live inside like the matrix like the matrix yeah. right like as if we are programs inside of a computer simulation right now and we are consciousness within that simulation right like who's controlling it i don't know it's another civilization windows right? 95 like if, if we yeah right like if we <laughs> some people are on windows 95 others are like I, ios if we created a computer that was powerful enough to create inside of it a simulation as realistic as this world itself and put in consciousness inside of that world to live in that simulation, it would be like we are living in it right now. So us, the whole, are we living in a computer simulation that another world has built for us? Okay. Mm-hmm. So the, the, and, and, and the, the, the ongoing theory, the top theory is no. And the reason, the reason is really quite fascinating. It's a stack theory, okay? So assuming that uh, once, like, if a civilization is capable of building um, a simulation that is as realistic as this world is around us, mm-hmm. okay, and capable of creating consciousness within it, okay, then theoretically that simulation that they create will be smart enough and pro- to be able to program its own simulation, in so, so it's a simulation within simulation a simulation. Within a simulation. Yeah. And so forth and so on. And that simulation will be able to create a simulation. And that simulation will be able to create a simulation. So, okay, so if we, okay, were, let's say there's, I don't know, 500 simulations within themselves, mm-hmm. okay, within this stack, okay, we as a civilization have not done that yet. We have not created a computer that has smart enough and and capable of creating a simulation with consciousness that is able to live inside that simulation and doesn't know any better. We have not done that yet, right? Sea monkeys. <laughs> so, hold on. That means that we are either at the top of the stack, we haven't made any simulation yet, and so or now... Or at the bottom. Or at the very bottom. Where we're the last. Where we're the last. And or we the middle. To make what one. Proof? Or the middle, and we just don't know. Well, I mean... <laughs> Like, here's my thing. People who believe this, people who believe that we are in a simulation, what proof do they have? That's or not, what? There's what, no proof. What like? What's all theory? It's what theory. makes them think that? Just the idea. If you of press L L X X Y Y, you get you're invincible. <laughs> there's a there's a guy in Silicon Valley. I forget his name, but he is one of the top 
programmers for creating simulations in Silicon Valley. And he was interviewed um, and asked, do you believe we're living in a simulation? And he's like, I can't prove it, but there's definitely something happening. Like it's so, you know. Of course he's going to say that though. He wants more funding. It is more. (laughs) So the grant application, he's not going to be, I know that none of this is true, but I'm going to do it anyway. He's going to be like, there are mysteries. My God, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a crazy thing to think about. But I mean, like, my brain. but if the stack theory is true, statistically speaking, we're not in one. Yeah. Or yeah. Right. Or you don't, you don't sound this smart on our show. Because <laughs> <laughs> we talk about fucking boring <laughs> politics. I mean, you and I, Jesse, you and my, I, my brain hurts from the science. You and I have talked about sleep before, mm. and like. The idea of like lucid dreaming and how you can eventually like control your dreams. I've never done it. I want to. And I heard that a way you can get to do it is if you do like reality checks all the time throughout the day. Yep. I've heard so this. So like <clears throat> this is my hand. This is my hand here. Mm-hmm. And then but if you're in a dream and you touch your hand, your hand will go through your hand. And uh. so if you do reality checks throughout the day, you learn to start doing them in your dreams. And then you'd realize you're dreaming and then be able to control your dreams. That's crazy. And apparently it works. So we have to just every, just have have to do to it every set, day. set an alarm on our phone to check our hands. That's my hand. That's my hand. <laughs> What's Jesse Sorry, doing? Please continue the interview. Just like, yeah. Don't worry about me. I'm just trying to control my own dreams. <laughs> you like punch someone in the face. This is what I do when I first Don't date. worry. Don't yeah. call the police. Start um, punching people but, be like, this is just my reality check. But I like those dreams where you wake up and you realize it was all a dream because it feels like a really good plot twist. Yeah. And you've right. just woken up in a, in a film and you've gone, ah. And then it's like, it was all a dream credit roll. <laughs> I gotta go to, I gotta and then shower credits work. Roll. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, we're fired up, so I think it's time to get to another segment. All right. Um, this I, I think that people bond over the things that we hate, not what we love. I think they bond over both, but hate is... Hate is funner. Hate is funner, yeah. So do you guys have any rants for me? I mean... Just gave you three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, this whole podcast is a rant. But is there anything that's like bugging you right now? That's annoying you, or something America? Like, something that generally America. annoys you? <laughs> Just the whole country in general. Yeah, they America? should not exist. They're on their last legs. I don't. They're on. They're fucking. Ugh, the more I read about the states, the oh my god, it's just. It's a, it's just a, it's just a giant fucking toddler, man. Okay, it's someone once described the states as, because it's the United States, right? It's a you whole bunch a of very easy target. It's so, but it's, I mean, it's. I, I'll think of something more complicated. Yeah, but they, someone. I was thinking just, like stuff people do at the grocery store. Yeah, this is really. <laughs> no, someone, someone once described the states uh, because it's a whole bunch. It's fifty-one states as like a whole bunch of little countries in a mm. trench coat trying to come across as a big country. And but people country. say that about Canada. They say is four oil companies in a trench coat. Oh, that's funny. With healthcare. <laughs> anyway, I'll think of something else. Reese. Reese, you have a rant. Uh, this, yeah. This, anything's bugging you. Uh, so I'm, I've lived in Canada three and a half years and people constantly talk about how Canada is, oh, it's Canada's, oh, this country's falling apart and blah, 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 and oh, what's going on? And, you know, Justin Trudeau's ruining the country and, and and like, and even if the other person wins, they'll ruin the country too. But actually like Canada keeps winning the best place to live. It keeps in all the international rankings. It does incredibly well. And, uh, 
people who say that have never lived anywhere else. Yeah. And they and I would say that right. what really I something I get really frustrated about is like people are going, Oh yeah, this country used to be amazing. I'm like, no, visit a place that's shit and then and come you'll back. Appreciate and come back. what's here. <laughs> exactly. yes. uh, I, I just think that people are like, Oh, what do you hate? All the wide open space or the fact you can just <laughs> pick up sticks. Free and healthcare. You can drive mm-hmm. thousands of miles and get a new job in a completely different city and uh and like I don't know. I just think yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think there are way uh, I think people really should take stock when they look at the rest of the world because you go, I, and I'm not saying Canada's perfect, but certainly. Um, what's wrong with it? <laughs> is that, is that, now but, let's get into no, it. What's wrong with Canada? It's, it's probably, it's, you know, this, everyone's got his problems, but it drives me crazy when people are like, oh, it used to be so good here. I'm like, I just arrived. I think it's good. Just. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. That's, that's just cranky fuckers, man. But you're right. They probably haven't gone anywhere else. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think as well, like, people are. There's a very small vocal minority. Like we put out a uh, uh, a video recently of uh, Stephen Harper and his, <laughs> and his cover band. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. And um, and and the, it was people. Then you had a bunch. Most of the comments were people saying how much they missed him um, and how much on they, our social media. Yeah, it what? was just publicly. It was reels, so it was getting recirculated. Oh, and everything. okay. And then so everyone was going on about it, and then people were arguing back. But it's really fun. It's funny how people are so. You find that people who do have that opinion are just really loud, and most people <coughs> quite appreciate stuff here. Um, most people are like in the middle. Yeah, like, yeah. Most people, most like, people yeah, just get on with their lives. Too bad, but yeah, it's not perfect. But it's not it's too just, bad. It's just so loud. Yeah, loud yeah. and uneducated and emotional, and it's and it's that's the majority. <laughs> that's the name of my first I was, album. I was, I was right. just say, <laughs> you, you just described me. <laughs> loud, uneducated. Uh, I really, I don't know. My rants are like. I've been on anti-work on Reddit a lot. It's Ooh. a fascinating subreddit. What's yeah. anti-work? Uh, it's a subreddit on Reddit, um, and it has to, it's reflecting the current uh, great resignation that's happening in, mainly in North America, which, if you're not familiar with, is uh, people are leaving. Oh my god, leaving their jobs by the. Millions. I thought you were asking if I was familiar with North right. America. <laughs> is that above South America? <laughs> but I'm, I'm really, I'm really quite. Um, uh, and I've been thinking about this a lot. It's just it's nothing I can do about it. It's just the world that I currently live in. But I, capitalism, um, as its current in its current form, in its current form, and I need to stress that in its current form is destroying fucking everything. Mm. I mean everything. Um, it it's it's a good concept in in like in nature. It's a good concept, but uh, you know the fact that like. Um, competition kind of spurs growth and that growth needs to focus on the uh, the customer's needs and and so the more competition there is focusing on the customer's needs then the better theoretically this world can be that's in theory but in practice oh my god we have fucked this up so hard because you know as it grew the customer's needs were were not the ultimate goal the ultimate goal was money mm-hmm. which is an addiction like every mm. other fucking addiction. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Jeff Bezos, $200 billion. When will that be enough, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. Like, when when is you, when have you be like, you know, I've made it finally, I'm happy. Like, yeah, that's, it's an addiction. Think, it's literally a fucking addiction. Okay? It was, it was like, enough when he got to write a penis to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> He's just like, I'm done now. It's, I can die happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the fact that... Every corporation, every company out there, almost every, I don't want to speak for mom and pop shops, but like the ones that are destroying the planet, it's not about bettering the planet. It's not about bettering 
uh, people or their lives. It's it's all about the bottom dollar, 100%. And there's a law in the states. It's law, okay, where if your company is public, okay, which means it has public shares, people can make, sell and buy it on the stock market. Um, by fucking law, you have to do whatever it is possible to make your shareholders money. Okay, and that means uh, if if you found a way to uh, make money by using plastic disposal plastic containers instead of cardboard ones, that'll destroy the fucking environment, and you damn well know it will. But it'll make your shareholders a little bit extra money. You legally have to. You have to do it. It's wild. Right? It's in, it's wild. It's fucking insane. And and there are companies who like yeah you know, like through. Through competition, they'll uh, you know try to better the lives of their customers because they want their customers to need them. But over time, they'll find things that like just makes them extra money while having the appearance of being there for the customer because it's never about the customer. It's always about the money, and it's destroying everything. Everything. You Absolutely everything. Everything is due to capitalism in its current form. We're fucking over the entire planet because of this addiction that we to are. To money. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Money and power. And yeah. there's nothing capping. There's a joke going around on Reddit that says that um, once the way capitalism should be is once you reach $999 million of net worth, okay, you're given a plaque that says, congratulations, you won capitalism, and they name a dog park after you. And every single bit dollar of profit you make after that goes into healthcare and education and food scarcity and like just automatically. If you want to keep making money, if your company wants to keep making money, great, but all of that profit goes to there afterwards and you get right. a dog park. You, like, you need to watch a documentary by um, Adam Curtis, who was a British documentary filmmaker, and it's called Hypernormalization. Um, I was chatting about this this week to somebody. So hypernormalization is, uh, you know, in the latter stages of the USSR, everybody knew the newspapers were lying, the TV was lying. They knew that there was no food on the shelves. They knew that the reality in front of them this. didn't work. I didn't know anything about this. That's fascinating. But everyone just carried on because they, they were in a structure and they didn't know how to operate. Mm -hmm. And the documentary talks about that. Um, is what we live in now. Most people real think a lot of stuff is bullshit. Most people don't buy into a lot of the stuff that's going on. Most people are um, kind of uh, feel like uh, the, there must be a better way and that there's a lot of large structural stuff that needs to be fixed. But we just carry on anyway because we're in a state of hypernormalization. It's a good... That's fascinating. Google it. Hypernormalization, hypernormalization. by Adam Curtis. All right. He's like one of those people who looks at the world and sees it in a completely different way, mm. almost as if he's in a spaceship looking down on huh. us. It's really cool. Maybe in the moon. Maybe it's <laughs> the Adam I see what did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. What a cool say when you're going, great, great rant. That's great. Thank you. But I, I got to say, I love Amazon Prime. I buy from there a lot too. And I hate it. I'm, yeah, I, it makes yeah, me feel just, like a bad person. No, it's, but others, I enjoy others, the convenience of it. Other well, things capitalism gave us, drive throughs like oh, no. shoes that light up again like <laughs> if you remember what i said it's not capitalism this problem it's capitalism in its current form oh, yeah. it's predatory right it's pre in, in its current form capitalism yeah. can be reformed but but no one's going to do it because everyone who needs to do it has has all the money and power and they're addicted to it right there's there's no it's just there's no yeah there's no path to happiness with that 
you know, but like, no, you're right. Capitalism has given us all kinds of fascinating and amazing, like amazing advances in technology that has bettered, uh, bettered our health, bettered our longevity, mm-hmm. bettered our relationships, bettered our mental health. It's done a lot of great stuff, but it is also destroying us mm. in every way, yeah. shape, or form. If you look, point to literally anything on this planet that is destroying us or having itself destroyed, you can point directly to capitalism. There's Minimum wage. The Amazon rainforest being burned to the yeah. ground, the floods, the like fucking global warming. You name it. Name name yeah. anything that's happening and tell me that it's not due to capitalism in the current form. Rain. <laughs> rain. <laughs> Fuck rain. Just, just the hell with rain. rain. The snow thunder. This rain shower is brought to you by Nestle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. I'm excited for this next segment because okay. uh, this is one. This is my favorite so, segment. So, so. I, I no, wanna, no, no. No, I want to interrupt. I, I ranted my no, ass no, no. off and Reese didn't. Oh. Yes, you did. He ranted I did. about um, I, well, a little rant. Had a, I had a go about Canadians yeah, uh, who don't appreciate Canada, and then I ranted for like twenty fucking minutes. That's just what you do. I just more. I can just. <laughs> I can make my point in a more concise way. Uh, He's just more efficient. Than yeah, you, that's very true. Um, but okay, so this next one is is fascinating to me because I, I'm all about perception. Like I, I think it's fascinating your perception of somebody versus what's going on. You know, right. what's going on inside. So. I want to know you what's very wrong. Interesting, very interesting interview uh, questions, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> what are your issues? Like, are we supposed to guess what the habits? other person's? No, you no, you're going to tell, tell us something. What's wrong with you, you Jack? That's a little what's personal. Wrong with you. <laughs> Where what's does wrong he with you? start? I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. That's and it can be like it can even just be like a bad habit that maybe like your friends tell you that you do a lot that you're working on, or it can be like an insecurity or a character flaw. Do you have anything? I'm, you're in the I'm, hot seat. I'm too handsome. It's just I'm oh too too good looking for this. This people can't look at me in the eyes. No, I don't fucking. Know. People work into lampposts because they're just staring at our face. You gotta have something. You're you're in your forties. Uh, yeah, you're too old. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, I mean, I mean, like I'm. I had a lot of bad habits, and I've like Worked I've been well, I've been working on them a hmm. lot, like a lot. The past, I'm gonna say, year to year and a half. Um, and I'm kind of proud of that. There's a lot of work going on there, you know. Um, what, what were they? Uh, the, the past five years kind of sucked a lot, especially the last three years. Um, I was just on a lot of. Uh, I was self-medicating. I was on St. John's Wart for seasonal affective disorder, but I was on way too much of it. Way, way, way too much of it. Wait, you were on St. John's Wart. St. John's Wart. What it's it? a plant. What, you can uh, buy it at the drugstore or over the counter. Interesting. So, like, it increases your sensitivity to sunlight, which is really oh. effective for people with seasonal affective disorder. Shit, okay. Because it increases your vitamin D uh, oh. absorption in the wintertime. I had no idea. But if you take the amount that I was taking, it also has the same effect as a lot of antidepressants. Oh. <clears throat> which comes with their own wonderful side effects. Yes, um, they do. And I was uh, drinking a lot of alcohol to kind of counteract those oh. side effects from the St. John's wart. Uh, which then gave me a lot of anxiety. Right. <laughs> right? So in so trying to like, fix a problem, you gave yourself yeah, a, bunch myself, a, problems. Problems. a bunch of other problems. Driving a, yeah. I used to describe in a cycle of hell. A cycle of hell. Jesse's got yeah. a great smoking story. He took up smoking to prove he could give up smoking. and what? then And then just to make sure that it was a fair experiment, he remained smoking for 10 years. <laughs> 15, are, thank you. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you started smoking to just see if I could to quit. prove a point? Do heroin just, next. Just, <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> and you smoked for 10 years? Oh, longer than that. Probably about How did you 20. quit? How did you quit smoking? Um, it was about five years ago now. Maybe four, four or five years ago. Um, I was vaping for mm. for a long time. Um, they say the average smoker uh, tries to quit about 10 times. Um, and I tried to quit about seven before I quit. And I, I had vape. I, I vaped for a good three to four years. And I, you can control the amount of nicotine in your vape juice. So I, I was at one point like at 32 grams of nicotine in my juice, which is an insanely high amount. And then I, over the course of like a year and a half or two years, I brought it down to like one milligram. And then I just, I just, I don't know. I didn't want to be addicted to anything anymore. And like, so I just quit. And I, something really fascinating about the last time that I quit, I just kind of went cold turkey. Like I brought it down to as low as I could go with nicotine. And then I just went cold turkey on that. And it was still hard, uh, but not as hard as it was previously. And something really fascinating, it, was a, it wasn't a decision. It was a realization that I had, um, which is like, oh, oh, I'm done. Like, yeah, this is, I hear this from a lot of, yeah. Yeah, like I'm that's, yeah. it wasn't like, that's it. I'm never, I'm making the decision. It wasn't a decision. It was a realization like, oh, oh, I'm. I don't need it anymore. I'm not going to, I'm just, no, this is not going to be part of my life anymore. Yeah. Like, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm just, just done. Right? Yeah. And not a decision, realization. Huh. It was really quite neat. Yeah. And it's stuck. Wow. It's like five years later. I'm like. Oh, dang. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. That's wicked. <laughs> Thank you. And like, it's been. And you're off the St. John's Wart? Off the St. John's Wart for about almost a year now. And Worst name ever. I got to say. It um, is, yeah. St. John's Wart. Wart. I'm taking a break from alcohol. They need to rebrand it. Oh. It's been six months. Good. Without uh, any of that stuff. Um, and like, it was, again, it wasn't like, none of the stuff was problematic. It was just causing uh, other parts of my, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it wasn't like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, when people take, when people take a break from alcohol, oftentimes you'll get them to like, oh, what's wrong? Is everything okay? You know, because drinking is so fucking common. Well, <laughs> right? what's wrong with you? Yeah, what's wrong with you that you're not drinking? You must be a rabid alcoholic. It's such a part of Halifax culture specifically <laughs> because oh, yeah. everything is followed with we could get a drink and do this. Right. Want to get a drink? Let's go down. You know what I mean? Like every yeah. plan involves getting a drink. I'm, it's never celebration. Like, come over for a hot cocoa. Right. Like, but also, if people are out <laughs> drinking, what do you do while you're there? You're not going to just. Yeah. Because you don't drink that much liquid unless you're trying to get drunk. Exactly. You know, right. just, I'm just gonna and sit. that was kind of always my yeah. take on it. Like I was like, this. I just see dollar signns when I'm when I'm drinking because I mm. go, if I'm drinking, it better be because I want to get drunk. Right. Yeah. You know, not not just you know. It's funny. I was at a party recently um, as a bartender. I wanted to learn. I want to learn how to make cocktails because I oh, think it's nice. fun. But I wasn't drinking, right. so I asked them like, "Hey, is it weird if I like make cocktails for your your guys's party, but like don't drink?" They're like, that's not weird. Come on over. So it was actually it really looks, fun. It seemed like you're poisoning everyone. And, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so I had no idea if it tasted any good. I was relying on on these people, and by the end of the night, everything I was making was delicious. Of course, because they're drunk out of their fucking minds, right? But like, it was really fun making these cocktails while sober. And this, and like throughout the night, I was constantly asked why aren't you drinking why aren't you drinking why aren't you drinking yeah and i and I, which is I, really a personal question well I, I looked at one of them like did you know that alcohol is the only drug where people ask you why you're not doing it yeah truly and that stunned her she's like truly she just kind of sat back she's like oh my god she's like yeah if you if people were passing around a joint you're like no thanks no one'd be like why not what's wrong with you what's are you okay mm -hmm. you know or like any it, drug because yeah it's just why won't you do this crustal math right <laughs> <laughs> it's right in front of you why not right. you're the only friend i know who doesn't have a crack pipe <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though so, did you get tempted to drink when you were making the drinks not at all huh. which i actually you. looked back on i was like oh wow that's neat <laughs> yeah that's yeah. awesome not even the tiniest bit so no no it 
it was it's been uh, it's been fun and so it's been, I like I look at this as like the year of like oh. of rebirth rebirth yeah like yeah. I've stopped drinking I'm off of uh, all the you know the St John's Wort and I'm like getting up in the mornings. I'm more not productive. an idol anymore. I'm, I say, well, you're more productive. I'm more productive. I am more productive. I'm much more creative. Hell you know, yeah. I've got a lot more energy. I'm working out more. Um, it's uh, I'm learning piano again. I wanted. Oh I've been saying God. for years that I'm like I want to learn piano again, and I just haven't done it. It's just one of those things I'm gonna do one day. And I was like, yeah. no, I wake up every single morning and I practice piano every single morning. I didn't bring my bell. I usually have a bell that I ding. When okay. I, I like approve of something. Oh, sweet! So Ding. I'll put in the sound effect here. Ding. Um, <laughs> so it's it's my year of, of self improvement. Uh, I, I know, like, this is the complete opposite of what you wanted me to no, say. No, no, no. But, but you started with what was wrong, which was you were right. doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Reese, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you, Reese? We both turned at the same time. Yeah, yeah. What is wrong with him? Uh, <laughs> uh, I I was thinking we, about this. We have similar problems, you and I. Yeah, yeah. We both we both have dyslexia. I didn't I'm, know you had dyslexia I'm, I'm as well. I'm not dyslexic, but I do have ADHD. Oh, sorry. I thought you Did were. Both sorry. of you have ADHD. But we're both neurodiverse. We both, there's the no we both fucking not... way this man does not have ADD. <laughs> there's no way. I think I'm, I'm not diagnosed, but I, you this, 100% this stuff I read and I go, oh, I do that. So, mm-hmm. I have ADD since from a young age because I, I was born with Tourette's syndrome and ADD. That's something you probably didn't know. No. Um, you were born with Tourette's? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was super fun. When you're so, I won't get into that, but like, oh, uh, that's. I mean, I can, but like, I just didn't want to interrupt Reese. Tourette's is no. I need to talk insane. about what's wrong with me. <laughs> it's like, it's um, my time to shine. It's my time. To it's, it's your time to not shine. <laughs> so, just a real quick aside: when you have Tourette's, eighty percent of people with Tourette's also have it coupled with ADD. Okay, and oh. when you hit puberty, uh, it either gets worse or it goes away. And I think I'm so thankful that it went away for me. Uh, but the ADD stuck around, and I couldn't take medication for ADD because there was a chance it could bring my Tourette's back. Oh, and so I've just been shit. living with adult ADD my whole life unmedicated. Well, I medicated myself, as you I talked right? about previously. Okay, right? okay. So I can fucking recognize ADD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me tell well, you. That, that might tie into the thing I was going to talk about. <laughs> yes. So I, I, I do have this thing where I, if I don't feel like I'm constantly achieving new things and uh, getting wins, whether that's like a nice email from a listener on our podcast or uh, business going well and us getting a new client or whatever it might be. If I don't, then within like a matter of a day, I could, I'll go, say we have a really good day and a load of good stuff happens. I'll go to sleep and I'll wake up the next morning and I would have forgotten about it all. All the good feeling would have gone away. What? And I'd be like, what do I need to, I need to achieve something today. My life is falling um, apart. I need one. And then if that I go. Kind of, that's kind of like you're a workaholic who's a perfectionist. Perfectionist? I, I I kind of I can switch on from work, huh. and I I do I think it's because I think it ties back to the dyslexia. Mm. I think it's because I kind of left traditional academic stuff when I was sixteen, like I left school, and then I just did art full time. And I think I always felt like I needed to work that extra hard to build a career oh. because, especially where I was living, art wasn't a, a real. There was no clear career path. If you were going to do art full time, chances are you're going to do art full time. You're going to then go and work in a call center or be an art teacher or something. And I didn't want either of those things. So I think I've always felt like I've had to put Nobody the pressure on reason. myself. <laughs> <laughs> but then also, you know, I got three kids and you know we got a mortgage and all these things. So I kind of I think there's part of me that always feels like even if I've had a really good four days that week, 
then I'll have the weekend and I'll forget about all the good feelings. It's like a That's clean slate. And then Monday week. I'll go, fuck, what am I going to do this week? But do you ever, That's amazing. Do you ever <laughs> remind yourself of the previous wins? Like I, I have to have, to like, sometimes other people have to. Or Maybe you should like write them down. Yeah. And like put like them on post-it notes all around. That's the other thing. I will, I, and I think this is happen. ADD. Because okay. I always say to I get to a point where I'm like, I'm so disorganized, right? I'm going to clean my desk. I'm going to get this thing. I'm going to start writing things down and do this and do this. And then within a day, I don't do it. And then I hate myself. So I'm like, why can't I be more organized? Which I think is a, a hallmark of an ADD. Exactly. Yeah. So, so every time somebody yeah. says, you should do this new behavior, I'm like, I fucking tried every behavior. That's like a You're just going to make me hate myself more. So stop suggesting new behaviors I can't adopt. Like ADD people always, they'll read like the first chapter of every book, but never finish a yeah, book. I'm, I'm currently I'm, reading 25 books. Jesus. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're like, failing to read 25 right, yeah. books. Like, I couldn't read for the longest time. Like I could read. I could read the words, but ADD would not let me. The same thing. Like I couldn't get through yeah. Same. Yeah. my whole adult life. Like I only really started learning how to sit down and try to concentrate and finish a book. I'm going to say like 2012. And then like i barely got through a few books like i don't i'm not a reader me neither you know i wish i was i try i try i you know <laughs> see i we try our best my i'm kind of weird because i yeah, kind of weird reason we're kind of put that out of context <laughs> no the dyslexia i've got about the way the dyslexia affects me is that yeah. i i can speed read i can read like four words at once just skim straight through i've got quite a visual memory so i can every place i've ever been i kind of draw a pretty accurate map wow um, so even like what? Halifax, I've only lived here three years, but I know most of the routes and the roads, which I'm making myself sound really weird. But just you know, but, Reese knows where we live exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but then the, the 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 stupid thing is though that I can I feel like I can take a lot of information in, and then but I I'm in the bottom like fifteen percent for for writing. My oh, writing skills are clusters. Technically and I remedial. Suck at writing. Oh wow! So I could I my thing is I absorb all this stuff. And then I've got no way of then like, oh. so which is why audio, all these other creative video, cool. all yeah. those, I need audio, those outlets because yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, the written word terrifies me. Yes. Wow. Yes. And, and I just get frustrated because I'm like, why am I so slow? No. And I hate myself a bit. I'm like, oh, no. I thought I was smart and I just can't write. <laughs> so, so We are the same. We, we we both are frequent typo people. Like Yeah, yeah. And Riesel, whenever Reese gives so me a note, he just it's all in hieroglyphics. I don't understand. <laughs> but, what is what is mule star cake? What is my, this? <laughs> my good friend uh, and British comedian Rod Gilbert once described my emails as strong passwords. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it's so frustrating because, like, with typos <sighs> and shit, like, I try sometimes. I will look things over. Like, I, I, make, a lot uh, of, yeah. I make a lot of comedy posters, and, like, I re really will look at everyone's name and go, everyone's spelled right. And then I post it, and I get a message. Uh, and I just go, God damn it! I just, I can't get it. Like, no. I, I'm going to die, and it'll be... She can never spell. But, she, but you know I'm what I mean? You, like, you reread it, you reread it, you reread it, yeah. and you don't see it. I, and then you, you see it a week later it. or somebody. And the other thing that drives me crazy is like, um, like for business, I yeah. use the world's most boring social media platform, LinkedIn. And there's so yes. many people on there going, oh, uh, grammar is important. Spelling is important. You're going to, and I'm like, and you're like, fuck you. And I'm, yeah, and I just get really angry at them. I'm like, you don't realize that some people just can't do that well. And that's not a reflection of them and their professional 
professional ability to do what they do is yeah. just don't hire them to write stuff. Exactly. <laughs> That's fine. We're <laughs> not going to be authors. <laughs> exactly. You know, we're not going to be journalists. Unless I can pay someone to sit there and write down things like that I'm writer? saying. Yeah. Oh, I could just talk. <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Can, so, that would be cool to do. But I'm, I'm going to money to do I just picture thing. you like on a couch just talking yeah. and like <laughs> Jesse's beside cool. you on an old fashioned yeah, exactly. typewriter. Just get typing. someone from Fiverr. <laughs> 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 Have Chapter a little microphone, one. like just recording everything you say you know, all day. So funny. Automatically just... uploads an audio cue to the cloud where he's just typing away <laughs> the whole fucking day at a transcript of everything recently. An improvised novel. Wild. Just Im- just an improvise a novel? Just improvise an entire novel. Just go blah 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 blah. Like <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh my god. <laughs> it's a whole new genre. <sighs> improvised novels. Yeah. We should do it. Writing is the absolute worst. I hate it. I yeah, really writing. hate it. You, do you get? Do you, are you a frequent typo person? Do you typo a lot? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, well, yes, yes, yeah. I mean, like, I don't really notice it so much because of autocorrect. Autocorrects know. can ruin your life, though. Well, <laughs> if you type, I'm a fast typer, so I type. I think my thing is, is that I'm so anxious to get things out there that I'm, I'm fast to type, yeah. and then press mm-hmm. publish. And it's like, no, you gotta. No, I'm, I'm a big grammar Nazi. I, I grew I'm up that in. way. Um, I grew up in a family of writers. <laughs> Edit out where he said grammar. Shit. <laughs> 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 no, I am. Like, I grew up with writers, uh, writers in the family, and I grew up as like I was, uh, I was always a really good writer as a kid, which is amazing because I never read anything but i would um yeah writing like punctuation and proper grammar and um like how the the paragraph is formed and all the sentences around it are is it's very important to me like i'll proofread emails and texts before oh, i send them and stuff like that yeah yeah just not for spelling I'm a, horrible, yeah. I'm a horrible fucking speller but like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. reese and i over here well, like, i didn't want to sing yeah. i didn't want to bring it up because i was like oh, <laughs> So, yeah, and I think the, the my thing of like feeling like I need to prove myself all the time, mm. not even to other people, just to myself, yeah. is that the whole of school was you're slow or you're kind of sloppy, you're lazy. Yeah. Like, why, why haven't you written this thing out? That's ADD, yeah. man. Yeah, That's... you have it. So, when I had my assessment for ADHD, one of the big tip offs that I said to her, where she was just like, she kind of visibly like was like, oh, yeah, okay. Was we like, got one. Was me, was me going, I feel like I'm never enough. Like in anything I do, I feel like I could be doing so much. I feel like my potential is way bigger than what I'm doing. There's a a book for ADD called uh, Scattered. I mean, we just talked about how we can't read books, Jesse. Well, it's for, ADD, it's for people with ADD, and if I'm remembering it correctly, I might be mis- misquoting it, but it's called You're Not Lazy, Crazy, or Stupid. Oh, yeah, I've heard or that it's, one. Or it's You Mean I'm Not Lazy, yes. Crazy, or Stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, I couldn't, it, I couldn't get through it. It's I was too much ADD. such a thing, because I have a thing where I have, sometimes people talk to me, mm. and I just don't take the information yeah, yeah. in. For, like, for whatever reason, it's just coming out like like the Charlie Brown teacher, like, mur, 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 mur. and my friends would get mad at me because I would forget yeah. like details of like what they told me mm. and like you're like what how do you not remember like and they would get mad and i would just be like i didn't take it in you know like but it's a, a frustrating thing for me i'm like every, anything that i find interest in i remember yes if i don't find it interesting i forget That's, which makes it really transparent <laughs> for people there's a superpower for add people this is like one yes. of the telling things to know whether or not you actually do have ADD or not. It's like you have, yes, the whole telltale thing of I have a difficult time concentrating on things. But if you're working on something you find fascinating, you will go for hours without a break. Yeah, yeah. Focus. Yeah, yeah. But that's and the thing you that- do that when you're in your editing world. 
Oh, when yeah. Reese is in editing world, there's no yeah. your your tunnel vision, but I, like getting shit done. But that, that's hyper focused. I, I, I yeah, I'm either scattered or insanely focused. Yes. But also the ability to only be interested, to only remember things you're interested in, makes it incredibly transparent for when you're not interested in. <laughs> Does like, ever? Does ever? Yeah. Read you like a book <laughs> in the eighty. 80- <laughs> In he the didn't ADHD the stuff world, that's called chasing serotonin. So you chase the things that no, give you the feel-good yeah, feelings. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, you know, you could edit a video for hours but never take out the trash. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Have yeah you guys, you I, would, I would sit there editing videos and audio and slowly grow a giant beard. It wasn't... <laughs> wasn't for the fact that I had responsibility to keep kind of, to keep me good. Going. So I mean, we're all we're all adults. We seem like we all have ADD. Uh, it seems like we're all unmedicated for this ADD. Not me. Freshly medicated. Freshly medicated. A couple of weeks in. Do, which what, do you mind me asking? Uh, about well, medication? butrin. Well, butrin, which is actually an antidepressant. It is yes. But it's um, so the reason she put me on that is because I also got diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder Isn't that fun? at the same time that I got diagnosed for ADD. She said she could sense it through the Zoom call. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And I was like, "All right." So, so yeah, so it's uh, been interesting. Okay, so, uh, how how has it been? I I've never heard of Wellbutrin being to... used as uh, so, an ADD medication before. It's ever supposed to help with focus and like your energy, and I have found that I'm less tired okay. all the That's time good. lately. Uh, and I have found that like it's helped with my mood, right? But not so much with. I'm not noticing any drastic changes in focus right. and concentration, but it takes some time. Like she's, she said to give it a, a good month. Okay. Um, so I have a, I have a call with her next week to like check in. I um, I have I, every time I hear someone say that they're on anti-anxiety slash antidepressants, I need to I feel the need to warn them. Um, I was on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication for eight years uh, because no doctor bothered to tell me that I need to come off of it now. And they just mm-hmm. kept giving it to me. And by oh. the way, eight years is way, That's way, a long time. way too fucking long. Yeah, it's if you're on ADD medication, like um, fucking Ritalin or. Uh, what are the other ones called? Anyway, um, that's that's one thing. I actually don't know a lot of it, but like antidepressants slash anti-anxiety medication are never meant to be long-term. Long-term. Right. Unless it's like, so okay, for one, I don't want to get into this giant rant, but like generalized anxiety disorder is bullshit. Okay. Um, <laughs> it kind of feels like it is. It is. It is. Um, it's like, is this just it's, being human? Are you worried yes. about the sun exploding? <laughs> mm. It's it's over. It's, it's, a it's piano's going to fall on me as I'm walking. But literally, just she generally said about, anxious. Well, I told her because I was like, my anxiety, I don't have social anxiety or anything, but right. I do catastrophize. In other words, like, of course. I'm really scared of cars. I'm. Convinced that a car is going to hit me every time I go outside. So, I mean, I've lived with anxiety my entire life. It's a constant battle that I've learned how to stay on top of it. Anxiety is very real. But generalized anxiety disorder, which is their way of saying there is something wrong with your brain that makes you feel anxiety for no fucking reason whatsoever. Here's pills to take for the rest of your life. My personal thought on that, especially from someone who's been suffering from battling and medicated for anxiety my entire, well, pretty much since 20 years old, is that's bullshit okay does anxiety exist yes can you be more sensitive to things that can cause anxiety yes do you need to be medicated for the rest of your life because of it no so if you're prescribed anti-anxiety medication and antidepressant medication they're, they're, they're 
general practitioners should not be the ones diagnosing you with this. Like it should be a psychiatrist. That, that was me. So I had a psychiatrist. You had a psychiatrist. Yeah. Okay, good. Diagnose, so, and then she gave the doctor this big long. Okay, report. that's wonderful to hear because yeah. that is very yeah. very rare. Yeah. yeah. But what they often don't fucking tell you because doctors get commission, right? Okay, <laughs> is that it's a, supposed to be a band aid? Okay, let's yeah. make you feel better. Okay. In the short term. In the short term, so that. You can, with a fresh brain that is not hurting, yes. figure out what is causing the anxiety, yes. what is causing the depression, and then work on that for a good half a year to a year while on the Wellbutrin, while on whatever, yes. right? Fix that yeah. and then come off of the Wellbutrin, right? Yeah. Is what they're Hopefully. supposed to say yeah. and supposed to help you figure out during that year. But they yeah. don't. They're like, take this next. Uh, in my, so my experience has been pretty good. Um, it's going to be regular check-ins uh, to figure out what will work for me. So like, but again, if it's medication be, for the rest of your life to just figure out what medication works for you for the rest of your life, I would highly recommend against yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that train yeah. of thought. And I definitely don't want to be on anything for the rest of my life. That's, I have commitment issues. So, <laughs> okay, well, just, <laughs> luckily, just, your doctor will never tell you to come off of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you they, have do, to be do the Canadian one. doctors get commission? Oh, yes. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, huh. as far as I know, Mine I could are, be wrong, but like honestly, really cheap. Like we don't have like I don't have uh, like benefits, but no, it's like, cheap. Yeah, it's it compared to like, the states, it it's pretty bucks. cheap. Yeah, it's pretty cheap, right? For a month or whatever. The side but. effects aren't worth it. Long term side. There's short term side effects. There's long term side effects. Uh, there's so there's side effects that in small rare percentages that even if you come off of it, it will like permanently like affect your brain going years later. Oh, joy. <laughs> well done, Jess. Very rare. Very, very rare. Just saying. <laughs> Sarah was feeling really good about this until you came on the podcast. <laughs> no, it's and... all good. No, I think, I think it's important to be very critical of stuff we, like this. We have normalized, just like, I won't go on this rant for too much longer, but we have normalized, <laughs> we have, we definitely have, we have as a society, especially North American society, normalized things that are toxic to our bodies and our minds, okay, that have horrible consequences and side effects to us. And we have our doctors making a profit by telling us there's something uniquely wrong with you. Right, right, and right. You need to take this medication so you don't feel that weird shit happening anymore. And the shit that we've normalized is we drink way too much caffeine. Okay, we have way too much stimulants. Okay, whether it be in Red Bulls or nicotine <laughs> as a stimulant, gives you okay. wings and weakens the heart. Okay, we eat, we eat a shit ton of sugar. Yeah, it's just right. a shit ton of sugar. Oh no, we do, we treat our bodies like trash. Look, absolute do, trash do, and our minds. In the UK, the only people I know who are on uh, antidepressants or anti-anxiety drugs were people who had crippling depression. Or like real serious anxiety. Oh yeah, like give, give uh, people uh, the help that they need if they no, no, but, pain. But, but right? that like, was but that, my point is that was the UK. Like right. were, whereas here, so I moved here. I know a lot of Higher people. Standard. A lot and a lot of people like um, a lot of people go to therapy, which I think is a good thing. That's fantastic. But also, uh, way more people are also taking some form of medication medication for their mind or for yeah. mental health. Which which I don't know whether that I could I can't work out in my head whether it's just that could they give them away too easy or whether it's just they're doing a better job of applying them to the people who need them. One hundred percent the first know. one, in my opinion. I was medicated for most of my if not all of my twenties and it just pretty much destroyed I'd be interested mind. in seeing your studies. Did you, did you go through <laughs> a psych assessment? No. Okay, so that's the thing. I had and an that's anxiety attack. It makes me feel slightly better about my because like I had a grueling Two and like two hour call with a psychiatrist. I oh wow okay. I mean so like, like it was pretty in depth and like 
holy shit. Like, she asks a lot of questions. But I'm like, like, you know, kind of what I've been going through is, and it's been difficult this whole year of, like, bettering myself yeah. for myself. It's tough. Right? It's very tough. You know, like, eating better, stopping drinking, stopping, like, just the, getting rid of toxic stuff out of my, that I've been doing for years, and then trying to increase the positive things that I've, you know, wanted to do for a long time. It's very difficult. But if you're having difficulties in your life, I, I think it's really, really worth looking at the shit we're doing to ourselves first. Yeah. Like if you have a really difficult time sleeping at night or if you're having any kind of problem, okay, your first thought should not be I am unique and there is something wrong with my brain's wiring and I need medication to fix that wiring. That should not be our go-to thought, but that's how society is telling us so that we feel special. I mean, there's so many people out there who wear a mental disorder like a um, badge yeah, of yeah, fucking yeah. honor. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And it's... <laughs> It's so like if you're as an example, if you're having trouble sleeping, it's not because you're uniquely you have some kind of fucking weird, unique sleep problem in your brain and you're different from your peers. No. Have you tried turning off screen? Like all the shit that we know right, right, we've right. heard. Well, we just yeah. kind of dismiss like, oh, yeah, OK, whatever. Small like, behaviors <laughs> to make your life better. Behavioral actually, lifestyle things. Do you think that maybe eating an hour like before bed, watching TV right up before bed, yeah. drinking caffeine, smoking. All this stuff. Doom scrolling. Like, yeah, doom scrolling. Ooh. Exactly. I love yes, doom right? scroll. Doom and scrolling like, we, in bed. That's just, me. But Lee, we, we just like kind of be like, we wash it aside. Like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. That makes sense. Whatever. But we don't actually think that this shit has a significant fucking impact on that's our true. lives when it does. There's rehabs for phone addiction now. <laughs> that's hilarious. But that's the world we're living in. Oh, my yeah. God. So uh, that's that's my small rant to No, you. I love it. No, it's Jesse, that's your r- well, rant number four now. That's rant number. We should do a rant yeah. count in the episode. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Last segment. Uh, last segment, and then I have one final question I would, before I would, we wrap. I would just, I would just end this by saying, please put a reminder for one year today into oh. your phone, asking yourself, "Do I still need to be on Well Beecher?" Oh, I love that, Sarah. Hey, future Sarah, one year from now, <laughs> you're not going to be listening to this one. Oh, from your now. phone's just put it I in your phone. Say, <laughs> I just had the moment of where's my phone. Um, you're going to forget, but put a reminder in your phone for a year from now, and I hope you're doing well, girl. <laughs> Um, okay, unpopular opinion. Don't hate me for this, but it's time for unpopular opinion. So, a lot of people think the rant and the unpopular opinion are too similar. In my mind, unpopular opinion is like, what would you say at a party that would make everyone at the table go, Oh, like turn on you. I wouldn't. So something that you <laughs> I think like parties. <laughs> something that you think that you think the majority of people would disagree with you on. I have to think about that. I got mine, but I, I, I think that is grow it's a growing amount of people who probably would agree with this. Ooh, okay. But I think Same. unless you're really paying attention to his life and who he is, that the um Elon Musk is not a savior and role model. No, oh, that's fair. Lot, like you said, oh, he's like Tony Stark, and I think that's. Honestly, I don't think don't he is. More, but I don't know enough about him, it, so the, I, the, I would the openly more, listen. The more to I've, you the more I've learned about him, him, like his, he comes from a very wealthy um, South African family. Um, his dad owned like a, a ruby mine or something. Oh um, shit! And uh, he he grew up with like servants and all, all this kind of thing oh, uh, wow. during apartheid. Um, and uh, I think him and his brother came to New York with like pockets full of rubies and were trying to sell them in, in uh, jewelry stores in New York. Um, and like, so he, he, this whole kind of, so he comes from a very wealthy family. And then also there's, uh, 
I, I heard that he doesn't have a great relation. He's got a lot of kids, and he doesn't have a great relationship oh. with most of them. Yeah, well, um, his, his most recent baby mama was Grimes. And who they was named, literally young enough to be his daughter. What did they name the kid? Like... <laughs> Like a series of, yeah. <laughs> like a strong password. A strong, yeah. Named, One of my they emails. They based off my password. email. <laughs> but, oh, um, it was some weird name, yeah. And and yeah, and and even things like, uh, like he was very irresponsible during COVID with with his oh, factory staff. Um, really? Yeah, he I cracks. He cracks. He's very anti-union and worker rights. No. There's a bunch of stuff that he does. Wow. That, um, uh, that makes me. He yeah. Wow. I'd, I'd say if you're going to base him on Tony Stark, base him on Tony Stark before he had the epiphany to become Iron Man. Base him on the shitty right. Tony Stark. The, the, just the rich the, guy. The pre-Iron Man Tony Stark. Someone needs the, to drag Elon Musk into the desert. He's the other like, Yeah, player. someone needs to blow up some metal into his heart. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, or something. Yeah. So that's uh, hmm. a lot. And he is, he's, he's got incredible branding. A lot of people are like, Elon will save us. We can build a new planet on the on Mars and we will survive. Is, right. Yeah. People treat him like a prophet, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like well, they look up to him too much. But um, yeah. I like that. He's Jesse. You're playing this Reese. The Elon hater. <laughs> hashtag. No, I didn't know if, that if, about you, him. if you're if you're this... still here after all this time, hashtag Reese. And now, the Elon hater. Now on the uh, intoxicated store, you can buy fuck Elon t-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. With just your face. <laughs> it's just me going. <laughs> Not what I'm saying. <laughs> Middle fingers, Reese. Middle fingers. Come on, yeah. Well, this this doesn't mean anything in Canada. Oh yeah, that's right. That's just it means fuck off in, in the UK. <laughs> Here it means two Timbits, please. Yeah. <laughs> they only come in tens, twenties, or fifties. Right. <laughs> Jesse, do you have an unpopular opinion or one that you can think of? Yeah. Uh oh. I don't want to say it. Oh no. No, it's not. It's nothing salacious. It's nothing. <laughs> it's Jesse just, just says it's there, not real. Well, he did say you. No, it's just depressing. No, it's just. No, it's just depressing. This is the right show for it. Uh, <laughs> um, I. The majority, I think the majority Uh-oh. of people are in a loop in their lives and they spend, and I'm not outside of this loop, I'm just maybe more aware of it. They spend their days, their waking days, um, doing routines, and these include uh, things that they ingest into their bodies, um, doing routines to distract <laughs> themselves from the fact that they feel purposeless uh, and that their lives are boring and kind of sad. What, what, you're talking about booze and weed and- Everything, I'm talking about going to a job. Oh, like a, uh, yeah, Everything, yeah. Yeah. like so, so, yeah. so, so much of I've read things. Eat, Pray, Love five times. Right, yes, <laughs> like I think the majority of people spend the majority of their days distracting themselves from the mundaneness of their lives, including video games, movies, televisions, parties, mm-hmm. smoking up, drinking, uh, dating, you name it, you fucking name it, it's, a huge chunk of it is to distract themselves from how how boring and, and useless their lives really are. Ding, 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 I think that's true. I don't, yeah, like, but I don't, I don't else, disagree with you. What else are they supposed to be doing? Good question. What, if that's, what, if what you're saying is, is people aren't fulfilling them, people aren't being fulfilled. And, like, they're not, um, they're not pursuing their fulfillment as a human. I'm not saying what they should do. I'm just pointing out what they're doing. <laughs> right. But, like, some people would argue they're doing that to relax. They would argue that, wouldn't they? But, but maybe that's true. 
<laughs> I, I play video games. Yes, I, I know. I do. So, I do a lot I, of this stuff too. No, I no, do. no. But that's what I mean. It's, it doesn't. Not everyone. I'm not outside of this. Not. You know. Not everyone's life. Not everyone is the main character in a movie about their lives where at the end they achieve this amazing goal they didn't believe they could. Some people just <laughs> some people, some people just, just want to get on with their lives. And some just people are just work really and and simple chill. in what they want. Yeah. And I think other people have uh, I'm a Capricorn midheaven, so I'm a born leader. Go, go. Um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> astrology is one of those things that no, I actually, <laughs> I, this is one of these opinions that I have that I, I enjoy being, um, argue, having someone like tell me I'm wrong with because hmm. I don't like believing it. I just think that some people, yeah, some people are happy with less. I like that. I do like so that. So I have a lot of like ambitions, mm. like I have a lot of ideas in my head of things I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, None of those I would I would say involve like buying a house, getting married, having kids. Like it's they're all like I don't want to have a boring life. But I know a lot of people who have a, like a really standard, simple life. They go to work, they come home, they have, and they're very very happy with it. And I just think I mean it I've I've known people like that too, and what, I'm wondering if they're actually you. happy or if they appear happy because career stuff won't fulfill everyone. No, it won't. So but also don't forget we live like you go back to the fifties. People didn't care what your dream was. People would go, hey, I've got a good job. I can pay the bills. Exactly. I've got food. Simpler times. This is times. cool. No, there's no more war. Um, you know, it was yeah. it was very much like, whereas now people are like, what am I, why am I here? What am I going to do in my life? You go back, not that far. Most people, that was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Come on, we need to dig this coal up or chop this tree down so that we can eat. <laughs> I, I think that we now live Survival. in, we, live, we, uh, we, we kind of indoctrinated like the... Um, to be very individual in how we see the world, whereas people yeah. would think about things as a collective or as a community or as a town or as a as a household in a very different way in terms of how they saw the world. I think we're just in a luxurious position to go to, to believe that we are the main character in a film about our lives. And it's also, do you work to live or live to work? Me? Yeah. Neither. I don't like work. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I don't like working or living. <laughs> I see what you're saying. I see what Some people, like if yeah. you think of someone who who you might think would be in like a, uh, Nikki Glaser calls them a soul-sucking desk desk job, um, like, you know, a call center yeah. or like a corporate, like a really corporate boring job, but they just get through the day so that they can like go home and be with their family yeah. and have quality time. I think, I think I'm upset with the concept of zombies. Like if someone, oh, yeah, if that's, someone that's not cool. chose that life if they were fully aware yeah. like i want a simple life say they chose and i want happy. and they're happy with their choices yeah. with that simple life fucking a yeah fucking yep. a yep. right yep. but if they're just doing what they're kind of told to do and they don't really know and they're not happy with everything and they kind of know in the back of their mind they're not happy with everything but they just keep doing what they're told to do that bothers me that does bother me too you know i don't like yeah. people who complain and don't do anything to change their situation uh, i'll use the example of like uh, like females with toxic men and mm. repeating behavior with with guys that are bad for them. Mm. Again, a distraction from a deeper issue. But even like MLMs, they like prey on people who are like, I need my own business. I need to get out of this job. And then they do oh, these like pyramid Craig. schemes and all this yep. kind of stuff. I think there's, there's a whole industry <laughs> There's a whole industry based off that feeling that people are like. You could be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I've joined them. Imagine. You just need to order our kit. <laughs> I've joined them. You've joined an MLM. What were you Mul- selling? Multiple MLMs. Je- Jesse is our local Avon rep. <laughs> yeah. So, in my twenties, I joined about three, maybe four different MLMs throughout the, throughout the course of my twenties. Yeah. Um, 
So, dear uh, Lord. No, I learned a lot about them. I learned. I was the last one. I think was ACN. Um, and so here's the thing with MLMs. Um, originally, they were pyramid schemes, uh, and then the government was like, "You can't do that. Pyramid schemes are illegal." And they came back to them like, "What is illegal about our pyramid scheme?" And the government's like, "Okay, fine." Um, these, this, 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 and this. You can't do this. That's a pyramid scheme. And they're like, okay, great. And they reformed the pyramid scheme around those things so that it wasn't illegal. And it's a multi-level, that's your multi-level marketing thing. Now, here's the crazy fucking thing about MLMs. They work. Not the way they teach you, <laughs> right? Everyone's not going to get rich. It is a race to the bottom, let me tell you, right? So, like, it's, it depends on how close you are to the top of that fucking pyramid. There are people out there who can, they can make money. It is so true. You just have to start an MLM. You have to start an MLM. And, and not only that, but, like, it depends yeah. on how the structure. You can be, like, if, if the product is selling well. Right. If you it, it it does depend on the product, right? If the product is selling well and they continue to sell more and more and more of that product to an even wider audience, that means there is room to come in. Mm. Okay. Now here's what they don't fucking tell you. Okay. This is at the cost of your fucking soul. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was it, at the last time I did an MLM, and I never I was never successful, by the way, in any of this shit. Okay. I saw the potential and I joined in and I was young and I was in my 20s and I was stupid and I didn't know what I was doing. But the last time I went to an MLM conference was in Calgary and I met a guy who was one of the top tier multi-fucking millionaires, okay, in this MLM. Multi, multi, multi-millionaire. And I went up and I shook his hand and he shook my hand. And you could, I could just, there was no way to describe it. And it was, I wasn't looking for it. You have to see it. I, I was like, oh, like, completely mm, lifeless dead. eyes. Dead. Yeah. Dead, dead, yeah. dead inside. Like Tom Cruise. That's kind of sales. Because you're constantly selling. Constantly, constantly, constantly. You sell your family. You sell your friends. You sell cashiers at the supermarket. You sell strangers. You sell the everyone. The person you bullied in high school. Everyone, everyone, everyone. Hey, I like, know you bullied me from between the ages of 13 and 16. <laughs> but please. But would, please buy, buy these stick-on nails. Yeah. Right? Like, and it's just like, you can be successful. There yeah. are people out there who do it, but like it's at, at what cost? And I'm like, and once I saw him, I'm like, oh, I'm out. Well, you've seen like, I would say like people who work in call centers and try to work their way up to be, to manage a call center. They start as the, the drone, right. the person who's like judged for their stats. Yeah. And then they, they get up to that power level where they're the ones judging other people now. Yeah. And it's like this weird power, like. It's not Power that weird. Move. It's been around forever. It's been around for hundreds of years. It's, yeah. It's I manage over 200 Pretty people. Much. We've got, we yeah. abolished slavery. And we found different forms of being able to have slaves again. Yeah. And then supervisors and managers and CEOs and et cetera, et cetera, so et cetera. It's very true. Yeah. Like there are. Yeah, there but are there slavery are, was pretty bad. Yes. Uh, I mean, if you look at like it was people, way, way worse. Yeah. People who died on ships yeah. or they were yeah. packed on top That's of each other. That's true. I, think, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go working in a call center and compare it. Yeah. Okay. Fair. That is. Thank you, Reese, for bringing that up. That at least call very centers, true. Hey, at least very, call very centers true. have ping pong tables in the kitchen. Free bubbly. Okay, I have a final question before we close. All right. Do you guys believe in and have any New Year's resolutions? Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Any goals? Not... Or do you believe in them? Yeah. I believe that they exist and that people do them. <laughs> Unlike Bigfoot, <laughs> they do but, exist, um, but they do exist. But I, I, I'm of the mindset that um, I've never 
come up with a good one. I always uh. come up with it too late. It's like it's like two p.m. on January the first, and people are like I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I'm like, oh the fuck, I forgot again. <laughs> um, what am I? What am I? There's gonna, no deadline. Yeah, it's, it's like, so so it's like, like I've got to. It's not like you have to do it by midnight or it won't come true. I've got like ten. Hours, I've got ten hours to come up for a good resolution, and then I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to eat less cheese. I, <laughs> I say go simple with resolutions, like these big resolutions. Yeah, yeah. I think are silly. But then I think like. And then I instantly forget. And yeah, then, yeah. And then I remember the one from the last show I was going to do, and then I hate myself more. And then oh, now yeah. I've got to the point. Thirty-seven it's years later, I'm now like, fuck <laughs> resolutions. I could I could come up with a resolution on <laughs> April the sixteenth if I want. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna. Your new year can start whenever you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna. It doesn't have to start exactly. on December thirty-first tomorrow, New Year's Eve. Yeah, I'm not gonna let this calendar decide when I decide to make a change in my life. Yes, screw calendars. Communism. Yeah. <laughs> I think communists did believe in calendars. <laughs> I'm thinking of money. I'm mean, thinking capitalism. Shit. Fuck. I want to live in a society that doesn't oh believe in time. Uh, that's very funny. Do you have any New Year's resolutions, Jeff? Kind of. Coincidentally, um, I found it too hard to, to do keto during the holiday season because there's just too much fucking temptation everywhere I look. Yes. Uh, and I kind of want to do keto for a year. I want to try it. I don't know if I'll succeed. A whole year? Doing, You're going to be a miserable... Get no, ready, Reese. You're going to be miserable. People on keto. I've done keto. I've done keto a bunch. Are, you can just see them and they just, they seem so tired. You're going to look like a prisoner. <laughs> They're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I've been studying keto for over a year now and there All are right. right ways of doing it and there are wrong yeah. ways of doing it. And there are ways of doing it that'll make you exhausted for sure if you're mm. not getting enough sodium, if you're yeah. not getting enough potassium and magnesium. Right. Yeah, I hate it when like, that happens. It does work. People do lose a lot of weight from it. It's not just about the weight. Uh, it's about the, the feeling. The, not about the feeling. No, it's it's very specifically about uh, insulin resistance. But that's a different uh, topic altogether. Yes. Like we've it's another podcast. Well, uh, just to sum up, basically, it's basically 20 years of eating carbs the way that we've been taught is okay in a North American diet, which is not at all, by the way, has repercussions. And that repercussion is your body starts producing insulin way too fucking much of it and is resistant to it, much the same as taking a drug for 20 years and you need to smoke or take way, way more of that drug to have the same effect you did 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Same thing. This reverses it if you do it long enough. So I want to try keto. Uh, and coincidentally, I'm just going to like, yeah, maybe I'll try it in the new year. Finance. Uh, health. Just not politics. <laughs> That's what Jesse said. Wow. <laughs> I told you, man. And when you started the fucking podcast sleep. two years ago. I hate this shit. I don't want to. <laughs> Jesse, do you want to be my co-host now? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Guys, this was this was such a wild ride. Thank you guys for doing this. this Thank, you for Thank you for having yeah. us. Um, please tell everyone where they can find you, follow you. If you want to find us, we're on a cute little podcast called Canadian It's so cute. It's so cute. It's called Canadian Politics is Boring. And you can find us pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. And if you don't know where to find a podcast, that's weird because you're listening to this one. Yeah, truly. So, <laughs> no excuse. You, unless they're watching on YouTube. Some oh. people do no. only watch my no, shows on go, YouTube, which is strange. Spotify. Go, go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com. Oh, yeah. Yes. And you can buy t-shirts. Yes. Yeah. My favorite t-shirt of yours, Just Bad and Dumb. Someone, yes. someone bought one the recently. One star. Yeah, people, people. We Just every time weird. we get a bad review, we turn it into a T-shirt. <laughs> I love it. People it's buy them, encouraging people to yeah, yeah. like bad exactly. reviews. Exactly, we're going to monetize your hate. So yeah, just exactly. we didn't we didn't really talk too much about it, but our podcast is about Reese, a Welsh immigrant who's been here for three years, teaching Canadian politics and history to an apathetic Canadian who truly doesn't give a shit and has 
forced uh, all this education into my brain that I did. Oh, there's really the want. elevator pitch. Yeah, that's right. We went, there we kind of yeah. tangent, tangent down. Although I did call you a generic Canadian idiot the other day. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that was a treat. Which I take back. <laughs> no, it's, just, it's, just, it's just the wrong topic. It's not your strong. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. And they can follow you on Instagram too. Instagram and yep. Twitter. Yeah. Usually, TikTok. We're usually flexing on the gram. Flexing on the gram. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you guys on Twitter too? Yeah, yeah. Twitter? All yeah. the places. Follow them All and the check places. it out because yeah. these guys are great. And, and Patreon. Definitely check us out on Patreon. Yes! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Give them money. It's Christmas. <laughs> or Christmas is over, but it's, <laughs> it's New Year's Eve. Give. Yay. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you guys so much. Normally I have a bell that you ring. I'm going to Photoshop one in. So pretend that you're about Dang. to ring a bell. <laughs> Do it together. Sorry, I, I held my hand way too high in the air and it looked like a, an offensive salute. There's more editing for me. Do this. <laughs> That's it. We're done. We did it. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Intoxicated Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast app you use and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast and check out our video episodes on the Intoxicated YouTube channel. Until next week, feel hard and talk hard. Intoxicated Podcast is hosted and produced by Sarah McClellan, co-produced by Sarah Nicole, and brought to you by The Messiness of Life. Oh, everybody's depressed. Next subject. I'm Reese, and I like sucking on toes. Toes of all shapes and sizes. Mmm, toes. All right, let's do this. We ready, boys? Go for it. No. There's no trying yep. back once we're in. Oh, God. Uh, I'll try not to... Name your sex tape. noisy yep. food. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. 
There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it, no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there.